Anyways, you're you're getting my blood pressure up, Mike. We need to we need to move on. We need to move on. All right, look, because tomorrow's going to be stressful for me. Like I'm going to be drunk most of the day. Hello, 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 Brandon. Guess what? What? It's episode twenty-five. Two five. I have to do my I twos am... like this because I can't really bring my pinky down. <laughs> That's the poly walnuts too. Yeah, put those over here. No, this is a this is a baseball two. It could be baseball a baseball two. two. two also, nobody goes two down. Go also, two down. and uh, in the Breakfast Club, if you mess with the bull. You get the horns. You get the horns. I'll own you for the rest of your natural born life. If you're not careful. Eat my shorts. Shorts. Mike Marazzo, Brandon Silvera, depending on which way you're looking on TV. You're the one that edits this. You should know where you're going to put me. (laughs) I always put you there. Uh, You're on my right when I'm looking at the screen. You're always on my right. All right. It's all right. We're all right. So guess what I read? When we were starting this, the podcast stuff, I read that if you can get to 100 episodes, you most likely will have a successful podcast. And we're a quarter of the way there. Quarter of the way. Feels like it was just yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought you were going to go episode episode one and dealing with seven second delays and. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to talk to each other through that. Oh, was that horrible? God, that was I want to go back and listen. So, I don't. <laughs> don't go back and listen. <laughs> well, I guess if you ever feel down on how the show sounds, like just go back and listen yeah. to that one. You're like, oh, that's way better. It is way better than the first one, and it, it keeps getting better. It's funny because we didn't talk much before episode one. No, we were just like, fuck it, let's do this. Yeah, so it's it's nice to hear our relationship grow over the year over the years <laughs> i'm already at like over episode 1200 <laughs> how long you think i doing this i just had my hip replaced brandon i can't i can't ride my riding mower anymore <laughs> i have to hire a, a landscaper to mow my 40 acres Jeez, episode 1200 how many years do you think that would take us to get to Holy if, we did, if we did one a week it would take, what, 52 episodes a year, and that's if we did it every week, and we've already talked about during the holidays because we're going to be busy right. doing it we're every be other down. week. So say yeah. just on average 50 episodes a year. And you want to get to 1,500? You're the one that said 1,200. Oh, 1,200. Yeah, so two years to get to 100. So to, it would take 24 years, Mike. I would be, I would be your age. Yikes. I would be a grandpa. Maybe. I don't know. I would probably, I could possibly be a grandpa. I'm going to be a broken bag of bones by then. Yeah. I'll, and the sad thing is, I still won't be retired. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bears have purchased Arlington Racetrack for like 200 and something million dollars. Is that all? Yeah, it was actually, that's pretty inexpensive for, I think they get like, 40 acres or 38 acres or something I, where they can put my stadium. I, I was, I was being facetious. Uh, uh, well, that's not much money for, um, you know, an NFL team. I know. So my point is this. What's your point, Mike? Here, here's my point waiting. So after they purchased the land or 
I'm sorry, they reached a purchase agreement. It's going to take like two years to finalize it. And then they had that horrible showing against Cleveland. That was where rough to watch. Nine sacks and Fields threw for like a yard. That took years off his life. It did. So someone did a meme, a couple memes that went around. One is the, um, I forget the name of the store, but out here it's that the Halloween store that show, they pop Spirit. up at the, all the, yeah, Spirit Halloween. They hung a ban- yeah, banner on the outside of so- Soldier Field. <laughs> a Spirit Halloween banner on the outside of Soldier Field yeah. was one thing. And then someone said, if it would take the Bears as long to move to Arlington Heights as they as it would the score, they'd, they'd get there in 67 years from last week's game, the offense-wise, to move the ball that many miles yeah, would take it them was, 67 years. That was not fun to watch. I had to turn it off. I, I forget what I changed it to, but... You know, you know could, what was fun to watch? It, it no. wasn't fun to watch the, the Packers beat don't, the Niners. Don't you bring up that fucking game, Mike. But it was fun to watch the Cowboys dominate Philly. I didn't watch a Listen, single man, second of that game. Cowboys. Oh my God! Cowboys Eagles does not sound entertaining I'm, to me. I'm telling you, you you don't know what's coming because Dallas plays San Francisco this year. They do, right? I think it's so. not going to be pretty for you. You they can't stop Dak, man. The guy's unbelievable. He's like 22 <laughs> out of 25 for 250 yards and a couple touchdowns. Okay, the guy's crazy. Okay. okay, we'll have our bet. We'll see. We'll bet. We'll. See. <laughs> I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers. Because he is coming, he's bitten me. Okay, in the if ass you start trying to compare <laughs> Dak Prescott to Aaron fucking Rodgers, no, no, I'm, I'm a saying plane ticket just just to slap you. I'm gonna so walk we're gonna up, have shop time. I'm gonna slap you, and I'm gonna leave. This is what I was gonna say. Not even punch. Aaron Open Rogers. hand slap. Okay. After they scored the touchdown, that's what I said. I go because uh, I was driving into work. I said hell yeah. yes, and then I went oh crap. How oh, much no. time is left? Right, and that has happened. And then happened I heard 37 to, seconds, and I went, Fuck. Right, and Aaron Rodgers has done that to my teams more than he's done it to yours. So that's all well, the point you, I was trying to get the to. The Bears also play him twice a year. Yeah, so I, I had keep, to endure that. Just, I just have to keep mentally going to the NFC title game. Also. From, from a couple years ago. Yeah. And then I'm okay. Where, like, the 49ers <laughs> ran for, like, a mile against the Packer defense. Yeah, that's been a long time. How many years ago was Not that? Not that long. Year three and a half. Year, three years ago? Year and a no. half? No. It was 19. 2019. Actually, it was technically it was 2020. It was the 2019 season. Right, yeah. It was actually, it was on my birthday. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre have terrorized Bears fans for the last 25 years. So, I don't want to hear your one game story. I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're in your giant. Oh, first of they all. They should have won. They should have no. been able to pull that off. And the Cowboys should have beat Tampa know, in week I one. Why? I don't know But why. Tom Brady had too much time. I don't know time. why the defense was playing so soft. I don't know why the coverage was so soft on Aaron with Aaron fucking Rodgers as a goddamn quarterback. I don't know why you would play that far off. You have to play it straight up. Anyways, you're you're getting my blood pressure up, Mike. We need to we need to move on. We need to move on. All right, look. Because tomorrow's going to be stressful for me. Like I'm going to be drunk most of the day. Oh, I, I got, the, I got who Giants with a chance to Who are the one and two 49ers playing tomorrow? One and two? What the fuck are you talking about? They're two and one, jackass. Okay, same record Philly, when? We, oh, I don't even okay. remember who they played week one. Oh, Detroit, when? Packers, lost. And it should have been worse than it was. So the fact that they almost pulled a rabbit out of the hat was actually somewhat encouraging. 
Either way, I got Giants playing game 162 tomorrow with a chance to clinch the division. That it's going to take 107 wins to do, which is mind-boggling. What if they have to go to game 163? If they go to Can game 163, like, I'm not going to work that night. I will be hammered the entire... Like, I will be stress-drinking the entire time. They can tie, right? Yes. If so, if so, if the Giants lose tomorrow and L.A. wins, then tied. they are tied. With game 163. Yes. Then they I'm have Monday. to play a game 163. Loser I want of that, that game. Loser of that game has to then go play the Cardinals. I want that. That isn't no. What I want is the American League wild card to be like a four way tie, because that's going to cool take too. like three days to figure out. <laughs> that and both of our fantastic. teams will get plenty of rest. Yes, well, actually, well, my not, team will get not plenty. mine. Right, mine. Uh, National League playoffs to just go. And like, eh, yeah, whatever. my team would get some rest. Yeah. So tomorrow is going to be a little bit stressful. Right, before we get to tomorrow, I just want to point okay, out. Stop touching I'm yourself, wearing, Jesus. I'm wearing. Well, look at the shirt. Yes, I know. Touchy it. That doesn't actually mean you have to do it on camera. YouTube it, will ban it. It's Fa from Touch Woodworks. I'm wearing his shirt on the front. It simply says "Touch It." And I know. I get, I a great, get it. No, I'm I'm giving a shout out. Okay, we'll we'll get to it for Fa at, at Touch Woodworks. Fa. It's my favorite shirt. Wear it out in public. See what happens. Go get yourself one. <laughs> All right. How was your week? <sighs> Miserable. Because you're Miserable. not in a squad car. No. I'm how stuck. is how's paper bitching going? Paper bitch. I'm, I'm I'm watching a lot of TV. I'm all cut up on the rookie. At work? Yeah. The Dude, rookie. You watch that shit? Yes. Nathan Fillion. Is yeah, that I like the show. It's funny. It makes me laugh. And there's a lot of so one of the uh, I don't know if he's a writer or just a consultant is uh, retired out of my department. So there are a lot of um, isms. That's cool. From okay. our department in that show and i love it because so I, that's I'll, why you watch it. i'll sit there i'll watch it with my wife i'll nudge her and be like that's a that's a that's one of our things <laughs> that's a frankism like like that's calling, a Johnism. yeah like calling the um the mdt calling it the box that's what we call it i don't know why i don't know where it came from but we'll ask for like returns on a plate to be sent to the box just send the returns to my box and then i'll look mm. it up so it's it's okay. cool to hear to hear that in, yeah. in a TV show. And I think like one of the episodes in season one was actually based on uh, a caper in our city, oh, that's which cool. was, which is kind of cool. So that's kind of like, I, I like it because of that. And because the show came out as I was starting FTO. Yeah. All right. And I'm older than most of the other people in my academy class. Right. Not, not Nathan your... Fillion old. I'm only in my thirties. <laughs> I was 33 in my academy class, right? I was the oldest guy. And when I was in the Academy, the movie The Bone Collector came out. Nice. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Not in a long okay. time, but I've seen it. So I went to see that by myself for some reason. Because you're lonely. And it was right after we did uh, forensic work in the Academy, like learned search grids and all that shit. So I'm like, holy shit, that movie is so dead on <laughs> with forensic stuff. Scaling really? pictures. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to have to watch and, it again. Yeah, they did a really good job with all the evidence stuff and making sure the grids that they're working and all that stuff. It's all actually good stuff. But back to you. Back to you, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's, it's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Like, have you, I, and I, I don't remember if we've talked about this or not, but have you ever been off of work from, for an extended period of time, mainly because of like an injury or something? 
Yeah, remember I told you I was off for eight months? That's right. Knee? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So this is like my first injury where I've been out for more than a week. Like, I think I was out for like a week and a half after I got my vasectomy done. Right. And, dude, it's this is it's depressing. Like, it is, you're completely isolated. You like it, it's weird because I'm in the same building. I'm literally down the hall from our briefing room, where the entire shift goes, everything went. But you are like a ghost in that building. It's crazy. And then you throw on the fact that like with my hand, I I don't really have a lot of grip strength right now, so I can't even really go out into the into the shop and get a right. bunch accomplished there. So there goes my de-stressor. So it's been it's been really crappy to sit there and really not be able to do anything other than to sit on a couch and click, 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 click. I've been doing that for two weeks now. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, how are you coping with one, not being out there on the streets, not being able to do something else that brings you joy? You know, what's funny is I, I have people checking in on me, which is very nice from the police department from several guys from the different shifts. But the guy, the guys from my shift, when they text me and ask me how I'm doing, I think there's an ulterior motive there. <laughs> you coming back? Because we're drowning out here. Right, because they're sh- we're short and they can't get time off. Like my buddy Gio sent us a group message and said, hey, I'm looking at taking the 13th and 14th. That's the week we only work two days that week. And he wants to take them for vacation. I'm like, I can't weigh in on this because I have no standing right yeah. now on our shift. And I don't even know if I'll be back by then. Because, you know, yesterday, I went to physical therapy on Thursday, and I remember the doctor, I saw the doctor on Tuesday. She said, how you doing? Not good. Okay, see you next Tuesday. Okay, there's another week. So I went to therapy on Thursday, and she said, oh, well, so-and-so is working, and she'll whip you into into shape. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) let's see. You know, she's going to hurt me? What's she going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do, make it worse? Yeah, so... I saw that new uh, person, physical therapist, and I asked her, the first thing I asked her was, where's your whip? She's like, (laughs) I didn't bring it today. I said, well, I was told you're going to whip me into shape. So she had me do some stuff that was, you know, not too hard, but I'm supposed to see the doctor again on Tuesday. And then she scheduled me for therapy on Thursday. So I don't think I'm going back to work next week. And I can't. I sat down yesterday. With my wife gone, right? I told you in the pre-show. Yeah. My son's got COVID. He was in Maine. He started driving home. My wife didn't want him driving alone. She flew on a plane to Boston, got in the car and helped him come home. So I'm in the house by myself, not supposed to be doing anything. I got, we got kittens that we're watching. We've got an extra dog from a friend who passed that we're watching. And then our dog, our dog who just had surgery and can't be just put on his lead and set outside. He yeah. has to be walked. He has to be walked. I have to walk the dog. So with one not leg. Very, with one leg. I'm, I'm not using crutches <laughs> anymore, so that's good. So I walked the dog. I came back. I went to ice my ankle, and I set it down on the ottoman, and I bumped the heel Ooh. on the ottoman. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> so there's no way I'm ready for work. Yeah, that's and like- with, it's with depressing. Kids, they'll accidentally like bump it or something like that because, and it's like, yeah. So I haven't been at first when I couldn't move around. 
I had a bunch of shows I had to get caught up on, but still, you're sitting in a chair for 12 hours. Yeah. And then now, you know, I can walk around my shop. So I was able to cut wood for four flags and do some staining and do a grill cart. I'm, I'm doing that stuff, but I have to really be careful because my foot starts hurting really bad. And then I got to, you know, I don't want to damage it more, but I just yeah. can't sit around anymore. That's and when I go I'm back at. to work, I want to hang up. My boss, who got promoted to lieutenant, he ordered a flag for his office. I want to have that done by the time I get back, you know, yeah. to work. So that's so kind of where, I, where I'm at is, like, I'm trying to, like, I, I'm having to put way more thought into what I do before I do it. So, like, I'm working on a cutting board because I, I figured, okay, that's not going to take a lot of grip strength. It's not going to take a lot to get it done. So... The next thing, the next part I have to do is rip down boards to size. So now it's, I have to consciously think, okay, can I do this safely? Because I don't have a saw stop. So when I go to touch things or grab things, my, my finger sticks out. So I had to make sure that I can hold a push stick and safely like not bump my fence. Because if I bump the fence, it's going to hurt. I'm going to jerk just add a reaction. I don't want to accidentally jerk towards a saw blade right across the blade. So it, it's, it's really annoying to have to put that much thought into it. And it was the same thing when I was uh, joining pieces the other day, like it took forever to do that because I had to put so much thought into, okay, keep my fingers away from where the little spinny wheel of death is and still apply pressure down to the appropriate side and get it through there. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of, it's a bummer. Like laser work I can still do, you know, without without any issues, but at the same time, a lot of the laser work I do is custom to each person. Like I don't, I don't have like a template that I put on a tumbler or a template of signs that I make. It's all custom of what whatever somebody wants, I'll put it on there. So it's like, all right, well... I guess I could I could kind of fool around with that stuff and see if I can come up with like a template for a tumbler or for something like that. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to go with this template, burn a bunch of tumblers, and then not sell them, and then get orders for custom ones. And they're like, damn it, you know what? I wish I wish I hadn't done that. So. Yeah. And at work, so when I'm on, I don't have light duty because of my injury. Um, if I were on light duty, we're not allowed to, like we, I explained before, no contact with prisoners. We can't drive a marked vehicle. You're down the hall from your briefing room. Are you doing that DCFS stuff that you were talking about? Or what else yeah, do they have there, you doing? I mean, there, there's nothing to do. That's it. Okay. There's nothing to do. The, those reports don't come in on midnights. So it, it's serious. There's like four of us that are in there. And we're all from different teams on different you know, sides of the week and stuff. Right. So we all just kind of sit there and like, I guess we'll just do sit you bring here. a lunch or do you yeah. bring your so meals? I, do you actually so get I, to leave the PD? Yeah. Like if I wanted to go get food or something like that, like I could leave, go grab food, come back. Okay. Like you still get in an know, unmarked vehicle or no, I'd take my, per, I'd have to take my personal your car. Personal car. Okay. So it's just like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's I'm, one of those I'm okay. Like, Cause I'm at, open, so I'm not going to leave anyways. Right. And you wanted to, you said during our pre-show on Instagram that you wanted to bring up some stuff. Or yeah, so this is talk about this is what stuff, I was talking so. about because like I've yeah. noticed like this week, I've been extra irritable. 
mainly because you, it throws off your sleep schedule because we are into, I'm usually leaving there around like four or five in the morning when the day shift counterpart comes in. So I head home, I sleep till about two and then I get up and go, but it's it's one of those things of if I was getting up at two regularly, I would go out into the shop and do something and feel productive. So I can't do that. Or I have to spend extra time thinking about that. So that's irritating to me. And sometimes that's that just shows through. And then it's also, I mean, when you're at work, I mean, this is not a sexy injury, right? I think we can all agree a broken pinky finger, like the tip of your pinky is not a sexy injury. It depends uh, on what you're wearing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tried wearing a negligee and it still didn't work. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> but it's like, you really like, yeah, I'm out with, you know, this, which is understandable, but then you, how are you out? Like until mid November and they're like, what? <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and then this is, I mean, in all honesty, it's going to probably affect the ability to go and be an FTO. So I'll I hope that's not the case. I, I'm, it, it would make, I can think of a way that it would make sense for them to send me. But if it makes sense, I can't do it. Like, that's just any type of government work. If it makes sense, you cannot do it. Right. So that's going to probably screw that up. So I'm going to have to either wait till the next time that they're looking for FTOs, which, I mean, they constantly are, but they're not going to just take one here and there. They're going to wait until they get enough, and then they're going to send a batch through the FTO school. So now i got to wait for that. I was actually slated to do a... Um, so our investigations bureau put on kind of like a training for people. So our special ops side is also doing the same thing. That's a lot of hands-on doing stuff. I was signed up for that. It's supposed to start Monday. Don't think I'm going to be able to participate much, right. which is irritating because I would like to maybe go into the special ops unit someday. So this is like all this stuff just compounds on top of it. And it's, it's fucking depressing because we're, I mean, just the mentality that people, well, most people, not everyone uh, there. I know plenty of guys who are like to ride that out. Um, but for the most part, people don't have that mentality in our line of work. So when we are taken away from the street or we're not able to help out, cause like I, I am fully aware that the district I work in, which is 300% busier than the next busiest district, I know the rest of my team is getting hammered because now they're short. Right. So, and everyone can tell you, like, oh, I'm, it is what it is. You can't control it. Well, it, you still feel guilty about it because you feel this urge to be out there. You feel like you owe it to them to be out there. But then you have to also have that I guess flip side of the coin of like, am I any good to him? Cause I had that thought the day before I went to the doctor the day after this happened of like, if something goes down, I'm no, I'm no use to anybody no. right now. You asked how I was dealing with it. And I had the same, I'm opposite of you. I never want to go back to work. <laughs> this, I, like I said before, I haven't seen four weeks of sun in four years consecutively. Yeah. I'm in so much of a better mood. 
that I'm afraid to go back to work. <laughs> because my it, it's now taken a month to get my circadian rhythm back to where it's supposed to be, right? Because we haven't been in that groove. Yeah. So I love it. Uh, it has helped me. I miss the guys. And I, I don't know if I showed, sent you, um, I think I sent it to our group, the picture of uh, a DUI crash that happened the other day. I think it was Sunday morning. Maybe I didn't send it to you. I don't think so. Uh, we had a car going southbound on one of our main streets, had to be doing like 60 or 70, left the road and crashed into one of our shitty bars that we want to close down, took out the whole building, well, the whole entrance to the building. I count that and as I a was, win. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win-win because win, yeah. well, he walked away from the crash, so he didn't die. He actually walked away. Two, it closed the bar down. Win-win. Three, I wasn't working. <laughs> Three, I didn't have to take it. Three wins. And so the next day, my buddy Tony, who works in the town over, we used to work at the muffler shop together back in the 80s. He texted me because he drives past this bar every morning into work. And he said, uh, he calls me up and he's like, hey, what happened? And I'm like, I'm not even at work. But I, I just got the picture <laughs> sent to me by my buddy Mark, who was on the scene. And he goes, what happened? I saw this, and his, his camera on his car caught it. His car cam, uh, Tony's dash cam in his personal car caught it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I don't care, dude. I don't know. Here's what I know. And he's like, how old was the guy? I go, I don't know. Don't, don't my, know. My sister texted me. What happened? I'm like, I don't know. We had a DUI. He crashed into a building. I don't give a shit about anything else that happened because I'm not working, and I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. I don't want to go back. So the next seven months are going to be anticipation of me living a normal life again and not caring about effing bullshit that's going on in my town next to the city and all that shit that we see. I've seen enough. So I'm actually in the opposite end of you. I'm excited. I'm happy every day because <laughs> well, I'm not at you work. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like you're, I, I think I'm this just is, actually this is a sneak peek of retirement for you, which I, I think can give you that different perspective. For yeah, me, but I, I still know I'm like 30 years away from it. I think, and I'm going to work another job, so I'm not going to be completely yeah. retired. But here's what I enjoy, right? But like seeing the sun. weekends. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Me yeah. driving around with my daughter in my car. I mean, I don't take seeing the sun for granted like I used to. I mean, every day I, I get to see it, I actually enjoy it, and I just soak it up. And, you know, it sucks that I'm, I can't jump and run and, you know, I can't work. That's a little bit disappointing, but I'm done. I'm burnt out. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel bad that you are going through this now for eight, six to eight weeks and hopefully to be on the short end, not the eight weeks, but closer to Five the to seven to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, one week down. Yeah, that one week felt like a year. And what sucks for you is you're still on your midnight schedule. Yeah. So if they would put you on light duty during the day, you might enjoy it more. Well, I'd have stuff to do. Right. And then it would make the day go by faster yeah. and you wouldn't be, it wouldn't seem so bad. But Yeah. And, of know. course, I, I, I started thinking about, like, midway through the week, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can find, like, like training courses that are going to be put on during this time and I'll just fill out the, the request to go do the training, get release awesome. time. And that'll be my job. Like, at least I can do that. Looked online. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like the nearest one is something like next month, and it's like up in McKinley, California, which I had to look up, which okay. is close to uh, Redding, which is almost Oregon. Wow. Okay. So it's like a six-hour drive yeah. north, not even like down like to Southern okay. California where it would at least be kind of fun. <laughs> like for yeah. crying out loud. And it's like for a one-day course. I'm like I'm not doing that at all. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> So, so I'm going to keep how looking at work and then, yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things I'm trying to find ways to come out of it better, but when you're, you're kind of stuck in it, an office called the fishbowl that actually has like underwater paintings, <laughs> 360, no, like I on. swear to God, they I thought you, it was it called so that much. because there's just glass around. Yeah, well, that was part all of it. And you. then they decided to paint, like, underwater murals all the way around. <laughs> I'm like, I think you guys really just you embraced Dude, the, it. Is and there a starfish painted on the wall? No, but there's a lot of, like, Nemo stuff in there. So there's, like, clownfish. And, yeah, and it's yeah. a brown starfish. It's a chocolate starfish, if you will. Um, That's awesome. But, yeah, it's just, it sucks. And there's, it's just, it's miserable, dude, because there's nothing to do. I'm sorry. You sit there and like, I, look, I'm down to sit and and watch some TV. All right. Yeah. I'm a TV junkie. Self-admitted. Me too. Yeah. But when that's all there is to do, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> ass, like uh, I had a buddy, he had a, a swing shift buddy of mine. He came in because he had to write a, uh, a search warrant for a DUI's blood. And I mean, I like was like, dude, what can I do to help? Uh, right. <laughs> Can I write it for you? Can, yeah. When you print it out, do you want me to go get it for you and bring it over here? Yeah. I can do that. Nice. I can proofread just, it too. Can, get, let me get my marker. I'm going to yeah. practice my FTO shit. Yeah. So we're Yellow marker. Just, like just talking about stuff. And it's like, man, like this sucks. Like this is. Every oh. Now, like I could see like for a week. Like it was like, ah, oh, cool. It's like a vacation. Like when I went there for two weeks after the vasectomy, like it was fine. Like I was like, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, but well, it was because you it was short. Now you know it's going to be that much longer, yeah, so it's I know just starting to affect you more. And to your point about not being able to do your job without possibly getting yourself or your partners killed, because that's a reality of our job. When I was speaking to the new physical therapist, I you know I told her I'm I'm bummed out because this has taken so long. But taking so long has only been two weeks today, right? No, tomorrow, two weeks tomorrow. And she said, "Let me tell you what your ankle's like." Take a bunch of rocks, stick them in a sock, throw some twigs in there. You have no major muscle groups in there, nothing. You got rocks and sticks, and that's what your ankle is, and that's what's holding up all your weight. Don't get too discouraged. It's going to take some time. I'm like, all right. So rocks and sticks, baby. That's what's yeah. in my shoe. I've also decided I'm not shaving until I'm <laughs> I do that, but no. Oh, see, it bothers me after a while. So I, I don't know. care. And plus, next month. She's gonna suffer for no, it. no shave November. I'll, I'll yeah. do it then. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna continue through. I like, I'm, I'm just not gonna shave anything until I back to full duty, and then I'll shave. Everything are you gonna butt the mustache? Are you gonna get a hipster beard? I, whatever I, whatever I grow, I grow. If it's a hipster right. beard, it's a hipster beard. If it's a homeless beard, it's a homeless beard. It is what like it is. Patrick, Patrick Kane grows very bad beards yeah. for the Blackhawks. So that's you'll be all patchy and shit. Yeah. Well, at least like mine's not super patchy anymore. That used to be what it was. Um, but my my team had just decided that we were going to do our no shave November a little bit early because one guy's getting married. So we were going to go for a month up until his wedding. So I'm just going to continue it on my own. 
my question to you is, does your department allow well-groomed beards? No. Mustaches, yes. All right, so I thought we were the only department because a friend of mine who I worked with at the electric company for so many years, he said, because I, I grew a goatee for No Shave November. And then he said, why don't you have that all year round? And I said, we can't. We can only have a mustache. And he goes, wait, you can be 300 pounds and out of shape, but you can't have a fucking goatee. And I go, yes, yep. it makes no sense. Ours, you can't have any visible tattoos as well. But can you are... wear like sleeves? Like, you know, those. Yeah. So you can wear like, um, like one of those skin tone sleeves. The neoprene to, like, cover, sleeves. Yeah. Okay. To like cover it up, but you just can't have any visible ones. Uh, but there are departments that, especially smaller ones that are using things like beers and tattoos yeah, to, to like get people recruit in. people in. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we were in Jackson. I think it's stupid, but I saw a few guys with beards and the, the, the town over that works with us a lot. They, they allow, they allow it. And I'm not used to seeing it in patrol because for 22 years we can't have facial hair except for a month. Yeah. So, well, I mean, ours like, if you well work kept. like, if you work like UC stuff, then you well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But patrol, no. No. You got to look pretty. Do you have anything else for work? No. Can, can I'm, all you, caught up, um, I'm all caught up on the rookie. Like I was like midway through the last season and now yeah. all the way caught up. So, so you're saying so now I'm going to start watch watching the rookie. It's good. It's entertaining. There are some serious episodes, but for the most part, it's comedy. Oh, oh it's comedy. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, oh. it, it's not it meant to be like a serious, they don't do it like uh, Chicago PD. That's another show. I like, oh, I, God. I, just, I think it's oh, well I, written. I think the storylines are good. I can't. The actual like execution of everything. I'm like, how are all of you not in prison? <laughs> I can't. It's just so bad. I can't do it. I think it's an entertaining show. I like. I, I've gotten into back into uh, Law and Order SVU. Well, because of Stabler and well, yeah, because now they're crossing crime. over and stuff, and so now I got to you know freaking watch that show. And we just watched the second episode uh, before my wife flew out to Boston, and my daughter was home, and she said. Uh, She's watched all of SVU, and then she said, "Is that Stabler?" Yeah, and I said, "Yeah." She's like, "What He's are you watching?" Back. I go, "It's organized crime." So then she asked me at the end of the show, she's like, "You know, how is it?" And I'm like, eh. "You know, I, it's I, I missed, eh, I missed, I missed th- how it him. was when it was. You would have one episode was one case, start to finish, so you could pick it up whenever." And right. like, yeah, there might be like an overarching yeah, storyline that third, played out. Yeah. But for the most part, you had one case start to finish and that was it. Now, like with organized crime, like that one case took the whole damn season. Right. And I, I'm not digging the acting except for Maloney. He's fantastic. Well, it, but I try to treat just, every show like the first season is always going to be the first season. Like Breaking Bad, I almost stopped watching it in the middle of the first season. My wife, after three episodes, looked at me and said, and this, it was the second time I had watched it, and I was rewatching with her, and she said, is this going to get better? And I go, just wait. Just, and then, yes. <laughs> and then with, with one episode, the last three episodes, she's like, I can't watch. I can't watch. I'm so afraid of what's going to happen to you know, everybody, Jesse. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, we'll watch it. She was so into it. She was like a druggie. Yeah. But that's, I, but that's I, good I, I writing and thing. good acting. Yeah, but, that, but it takes time like those those first few episodes of that show were dog crap yeah they're 
but I'll watch him. They but... built on it. Yeah, I, like I think yeah. Brian Cranston's a great actor, but he, even a great actor can't see oh, shitty writing. You're talking about Breaking Bad's first yeah. few episodes. I yeah, don't know no, if they I were thought that crap. They were they were crap. They were really bad. We've moved everything, into the everything movie and TV section of the police of our podcast. Yeah, yeah two broken cops. All right, we don't got a lot of cool <laughs> stories for you, so this is what we're talking about. All right, if you don't right, like so, it too bad, start your own podcast. Here's <laughs> since we're doing we're, we're done with work stuff, and we're going to get to some serious stuff in a few minutes. But since we're doing reviews, I I I watched and I waited and I waited and I was so excited to watch this, The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, how was it? Oh no! I, you know, not good. It was it was really slow. Okay. All right. So it takes part in sixty seven or sixty eight, and then it jumps ahead to like seventy four, I think, or seventy two. Yeah. Now, for for the people who don't know, this tells the story of young Anthony Soprano. Anthony Soprano. This is now. So here's who's in it, right? Uh, well, the characters. Say, isn't his, isn't Gandolfini's son in it? Yeah, he actually plays Tony Soprano. Yeah. Michael Gandolfini. Which is kind of cool. It's very cool. Uh, so you got a young Pauly, you know, a young big pussy, and you got, uh, what, who's, oh, Sill. Okay. Uh, so, and, and then a young Corrado, right? You got the guy who, and- Yeah, the guy who did Corrado, Uncle Junior, uh, the bald actor from, he was an Ant-Man, he was the bad guy. Uh, oh yeah, I know he's what you're about. he's phenomenal in the mo- in the movie. He's a good actor right, he, though. He his mannerisms and the way he talks, they wrote, you know, you can tell it's Corrado, Uncle Junior. He does it perfectly. The guy who plays Silvio Dante, he's got the, you know, he does the mannerisms okay, and all that stuff. He got the high but shoulders. It, yeah, he does that. You know. <laughs> And the Pauly, you can't tell it's Pauly until he does something like this, you know, yeah. with his two fingers until down. He, he his... over here. Uh, I I think they tried too hard to do certain things. And Vera Farmiga is is Liv. She plays as Tony's mom, and she's got the wording and the phrasing down. And but they tried to pack all this shit into two hours, and I don't think it worked. No, uh, it I was think very slow. anything involving the Sopranos has to be like a, a TV thing. Like you need John, more than two hours. Right. John Bernthal plays his dad. I wanted to see more of him. You know, Ray Liotta plays two characters because one's not enough for him, I guess. Well, he's um, acting on, you know, an expert mode. Yeah. He's the only person. I'm sorry, because during Talking Sopranos podcast, which I listen to every week, they're they're gonna have a bunch of actors on and stuff about this movie because it's you know it's, yeah, it's fodder for the Sopranos. Yeah. But only two people didn't have to read for David Chase. One was Ray Liotta, <laughs> and one was Vera Farminga. Those two didn't have to read, or you know audition. Yeah. But so here's what I'll tell you: watch it. You'll pick up on a bunch of Sopranos references in there. And probably watch it again. I'm gonna have to watch it a second time. There's a lot of race riot stuff going on because that was going on in Newark okay. in, the, in the late '60s. And then they, who's the name? The Frank American Gangster. Okay. Frank, what's his last name? The one that Denzel plays. 
the actual uh, real person. He plays the, the, the gangster. Uh, I don't know. I forget his, Frank's last name, the yeah. American gangster. Anyways, he's in the show. They've referenced him, that character. Okay. Because he, he was a real person. Yeah, it was a, he, that movie's based on a real, a real yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a real person. So they bring he's in it. I'm, I just think they did too much. They tried to do too much in too little of a time. If it was a 10-episode yeah. miniseries, one-off, yeah. Like the mayor of East Town. Have you seen that yet? Holy shit. Phenomenal. I haven't. What, what oh, is it God. on? Because I've heard good things about it. HBO Max. H- of course. Yeah, um, it's an HBO show. But no, that's but why yeah, I'm really excited uh, with them taking the Jack Carr novel Terminal List, which is going to start okay. Chris Pratt, by the way. Oh, awesome. Who the, the author said when he wrote the book, that's who he envisioned playing the main character. So that's anyways, cool. if they turned it into a movie, they would have to do the same thing. They would have to shove too much into it. So they're actually doing it as a series okay. on Amazon Prime. All right. Which they still haven't released a release date yet, except I think it's going to be sometime 2022, 23 maybe-ish. So I'm, I'm curious. You know, David Chase, who wrote The Sopranos, you don't think he went to HBO and said, I got this idea, and I want to do this two-hour movie. And they, You think they would have went, wait a minute, why don't you do a 10-episode or an 8-episode miniseries? Just one time... No, would it take too much get, time, though, don't you think? And that's, that's going to be a big-ass budget, though. It took them... F- yeah, but HBO doesn't, doesn't care. I know. And that's I what, mean, HBO's got, like, fantasy money. That's why they have some of the best television shows, because they don't have a... Well, the, and that's and, and that should have been the thing that crossed everyone's mind. is like, hey, we're really good at putting out, like, limited series. Right. Why don't we do this as a limited series? Yeah. And, like, it, like we did knows? with The Sopranos. Right. The way they left it, you might, they can run it for two, two short seasons or yeah. three, pick up because well, there's a lot of stuff that you aspects. don't get to see. Yeah. Like, you don't like they do with true detective. Like it's not, it's not one continuous story arc. Oh my God. I, I made Kim watch one and three seasons, one and three. Yeah. We skipped two. Yeah. That one was weird. If I get to something <laughs> where I don't have anything to watch, I'll watch season two with her. But one and three were phenomenal. So oh, yeah. That show is amazing. The first one, the first season was. So I actually have a good way to segue into more serious yes. stuff. Okay. Um, so if you remember a couple episodes ago, I, I brought up the um, the Drinking Bros podcast where they interviewed yes. uh, Nick Pomachano, who was a part of Task Force 68 that went over to Afghanistan to help evacuate people, right? Right. So he went over there with Tim Kennedy, who, if people don't know, is the real life Captain America. He's still in the Army National Guard. He's Green Beret, Special Forces sniper, MMA fighter in the UFC, and all around good human being. So they had him on episode. It's their episode uh, nine oh eight. How many episodes do they put out a week? They put out like five. They put out one like every day. Oh, that's their job. Yeah, that they, they've started their own media company and they put out just nonstop shows. I don't think we'll get um, to 908, but continue. Maybe someday. No, that attitude <laughs> we want, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, 908 is just uh, like an hour and a half long interview with Tim Kennedy about what he saw over there. Um, I know I've said before, as long as we have this platform, I'm going to keep bringing this up because there are thousands of American citizens and Afghan 
uh, I think special interest visa holders that have already been approved to come over to the United States that have helped the United States in the war on terror, specifically in Afghanistan, that are currently being hunted by the Taliban. And the ones that are being found are being executed publicly. If you can, if you have some spare change laying around, go to SaveOurAllies.org. All right, they're on Instagram, just at SaveOurAllies. They'll have a link there. You can volunteer, you can donate. They they need the help. They are doing a better job of evacuating people than the DOD and the State Department. To the point, at one, one point while they were there, State Department was asking them to coordinate flights out because they were doing it better. It's what's going on over there is a humanitarian crisis, the likes of which I don't think the world has ever seen. And to be blunt, the American government caused it. Yeah, they did. So if you can donate, if you can volunteer, I've looked at their volunteer stuff, and it's it's kind of demanding, so I don't think if you have a job, it's going to be kind of tough to do. Um, but if you can't do either of those, if, you just, if you're strapped for cash, you don't have the time, share a link to Save Our Allies. Get it out there. It's, it's finally getting to the point where they're actually getting some big money donors in there, like Chris Pratt, Glenn Beck. Think what you want of either one of those people, but they're doing what they Good. can to help. We'll have a link um, and I encourage, in the description. And I encourage everyone to go listen to that episode. Because when you hear one of the baddest mother truckers on the planet get emotional over what he saw there, to include infants bleeding out because their parents threw them, hoping they would clear the Constantina wire. Hoping... Now, there was an American service member over there that would grab them because it was better than what they were going to be facing. When you hear those stories, when you hear the picture depicted by the people who were on the ground there, it will piss you off. And one way that you can start affecting actual change is by donating to this nonprofit or get so pissed off that you start voting out people who are currently holding political political office in Washington. Not locally. In Washington. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, we can put a link. I've discovered recently, because since we've been doing the YouTube, I include everything in the descriptions, you know, below. Yeah. But I can also, I've been, the last few times, I've been adding all that stuff in our podcast description, too. Yeah, I didn't know it was interactive. Okay. So on yeah, some of the platforms it is... Yeah, I'll have it in Let's there. add a link to Save Our Allies. SaveOurAllies.com. It will be in the descriptions of the episode, either yep. on your podcast platform or on YouTube. Well, you put us right in a mood here, so... See, I told you I had a good segue. So yesterday, I'm not going to do many news stories. Um, none, actually, except for this first one. Yesterday, I got a text from a friend in reference to an Illinois state police trooper 
who was shot on one of our expressways in Chicago. And he said a link to the story. And then I think he must have thought what actually happened happened. Uh, he sent the link. And then, of course, as the day goes on, it's discovered that the trooper actually committed suicide in his patrol car on the Dan Ryan Expressway. And the way he was found was by a civilian. I don't know why the civilian stopped. Because I haven't watched the news. But a friend of mine who has connections sent me the audio. So I did some editing today to shorten it. And I wanted to play it, the radio call. And it is... Well, go ahead. I was going to say, so she's... This bystander stopped and grabbed the the police radio in the car. In the squad. She took the microphone and just started calling for help. I don't know why she actually pulled over the Dan Ryan... Goes it's past Kamiski Park. Yeah, it's huge. It's it's very scary to pull over on the side of the road there. Yeah. You know, everyone's doing 70 miles an hour. And uh, it's just south of Kamiski Park where okay. the Sox play or whatever the fuck they call that place now. Guaranteed yeah, so, field. so imagine being at work, fat, dumb, and happy, and then all of a sudden you hear this over the radio. All units, officer shot. Please, um, we got a state police vehicle. We're over on uh, northbound lane. Send help, please. Emergency assistance, officer shot. Can I have a location? Whoever picked up the radio, can I have a location? All units for state car Charles 101. Someone has their radio and is advising officer shot. Charles 112. I'm pulling up on 101 right now. Northbound, locals 43rd. Northbound, locals 43rd. Traffic between 94 63rd. Please send paramedic Scott. Charles, Charles, we're full. Charles, 101, shot in the head. 10 4, all units are out. We have fire and route. 20, I copy. I'm in route. Code. 3. I go through 40 in route. I'm pulling. You did not on 101's radio. We have fire and route. Any information on the assailants? Any units on scene with 101 advised? Sure, I'm having a hard time getting out of the driver's seat. He's against the wall. 10 4, all units and route advised. 9743. Sure, Charles 196, I'm in route code 2. 191-143. So, I don't know if you could make it out. The first officer that arrived, the other trooper who showed up, he said on the radio that he was having a hard time getting him out of the car because he was driver's side to the median wall. And he was pulled way over to the left, so I would he imagine. Pulled over left. He pulled over left, and his Jeez. driver's side door was up against the wall, so the officer couldn't get him out of the car. He, you know, he was pinned in there, so he needed help. And uh, he, 
So the trooper's name. <sighs> Sorry. I'm going to read something that the Illinois State Police put out afterwards. Illinois State Police Director Brandon F. Kelly regretfully announces the death investigation of ISP District Chicago Trooper Gerald Mason. On October 1st, 2021, at approximately 1.42 p.m., Trooper Gerald Mason, star 6218, was found in his squad car on Interstate 94, northbound in the local lanes at 43rd Street, with a single gunshot wound. Citizens, Chicago Police Department officers, and Illinois State Police troopers arrived on scene. CPD transported Trooper Mason to a local hospital with serious life-threatening injuries at approximately 2.16 p.m., Trooper Mason succumbed to his injuries. Trooper Mason was 36 years old and an 11-year veteran of the Illinois State Police. The part I did edit out some, they didn't wait for an ambulance. They put him in a squad car and drove him to the hospital and dispatch, you know, tried to clear roads and stuff like that, like we heard during Officer French's murder uh, not as well, I will say, as yeah. the dispatcher who did that. But they didn't wait around for an ambulance. And I just wanted to, I don't know who the civilian was. Most civilians will not stop on a major expressway to approach a police car in the first place unless they have, you know, a serious issue. Yeah. We get the idiots that pull up next to you when you're on a traffic stop and go, hey, where's Burger King? And I, I don't know but you don't want to get shot by the guy behind you, move on. But this person who stopped on the expressway for whatever reason to help this officer and just grabbed the mic in his car, you know, she did make a difference for a few minutes because she got a bunch of help there. And I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I shared that with you. It really hit me hard. Uh, Once again, I wanted to talk about real quick, just I'm going to, the suicide prevention hotline, you know, in our, in our field of work, we lead, not say in the industries, but we, we lead everyone in suicides, divorce, and alcoholism. Those are the things that police officers lead in. And heart uh, disease. And heart disease, yeah, compared to civilians. And I just wanted to bring attention to suicide prevention Uh, The Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255-1-800-273-8255. And you have mentioned in the past, Brandon, in our podcast, that if you think you mentioned it with the vets, servicemen and women, and when you know if someone is struggling to reach out and call them or text them, and, and the same goes for us in our field, right? Yeah. I don't even know. If, even we, if you don't know how they're doing, I mean, you, you never know when that text or call or Facebook message or DM is going to catch somebody at the perfect moment. Right. So so I just want to bring awareness to that uh, that problem that everyone knows about, and it is talked about, but... It's talked about in some aspects, but, I mean, like you hear about the veteran community with the 22 a day. um, Even to a certain extent, you hear about it with the um, 
with the military active duty community. But you don't you don't really hear about it with active duty law enforcement until like last year when what was like NYPD had something like a week straight where they had somebody you know kill themselves like every day for a week. Yeah, and this spring Chicago had a number of them like back to back, you know. Well, yeah. And I mean, it, like I shouldn't say that it's, you know, it's predictable, but you look at the last what, 18 months? Yeah. Thanks for uh, allowing me to share that and get no, that that's an important thing that, and that should be shared. All right, that just threw and me And that off, bystander but, uh, gave gave everyone hope. Yes, Cause she other, did. Because uh, otherwise, nobody would have known until... Someone would have said what, there's been a trooper watch? parked here. Yeah. Right. Like, into watch, and someone still logged into the, into the system, and then they'll try to raise them on the air, and then when nothing comes up over the air, then they'll send somebody out to check it out, and then... Right. Someone rolls the up only... on scene, and then there's no hope. Right, because... Because it's been four hours. In our department, we don't get status checked. Like, you no. you had a perfect game the other day. Yeah. Did they reach out to you to see how you were doing? No. Right. So I had a buddy, had a buddy reach out, try to jinx it. The boy, <laughs> be a shame if something happened at, like, <laughs> 545. Yeah. So it's my point, right? We could be – this is why I like the car spoon with my partners. Because – out here, too, in the last few years, we've had a number of police officers ambushed in their squads in the parking lot. So you could be sitting there going over some paperwork in your car and some fuck not walks up to you and puts a bullet in your head. And if you don't get a call in the next six hours, like you, you got a perfect game. Yeah. They're not going to know you're you're okay or you're not okay until, you know, end of shift. And then your boss goes, the fuck's Morazzo? I don't know. I might be out in the parking lot. Well, even end in of shift, like my boss doesn't hang around. No one hangs no. around to be like, oh, okay, so you got in okay? So you done? Okay. Yeah, no, we, we we do all gather up at the end of the shift. No, Everyone we don't. comes in. We so, don't. Okay. Everyone like goes in and we're like, all right, we got to go. <laughs> oh. Right. I want to go Just sleep n- night night. Yeah. <laughs> no, like usually you end up walking out with somebody, but. Yeah. But you guys aren't mandated to come in and give your mileage account and all that stuff. Like we No, do. so we give our mileage when we fill up with gas. Oh, okay. Which you usually do we, at the beginning of your shift. We fill up at the end of the shift, but we have to say our state our mileage to the boss. Really? They used to keep track of mileage. Like, who cares? Not, I don't know. Yeah, but, Mike, and you then, only drove three miles today. Right. <laughs> I had yeah, a flat tire. Mile, a mile and a half there, a <laughs> mile and a half back. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, and then we give a count, like felonies, misdemeanors, tickets written, all that kind of stuff. We do the whole run. That's our score sheet. No, we don't do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we do it anymore, but so that's my story. You've always of done the, it. <laughs> we always <laughs> done it, right? Nothing changes. That would be my story of the week. Unfortunately, it's a bad one. Uh, I checked I uh, the Officer Down Memorial page today, as we do every week, and we had four, 15 officers. We have fifteen now because I included yeah. the trooper. Yeah, he's Both not COVID. on there yet. One gunfire and one suicide, right? Or two gunfire, yes. one suicide. No, two gunfire, one suicide. Yeah. And then the rest, COVID. So my son has COVID. 
Well, he's, and he's young and strong like a bull. He, he's young and... Has an immune system? He, and he was already vaccinated, so that, you well, know... But he has an immune system? He has an immune system. Like he's not immunocompromised? No, no, he's, uh, you know... Doesn't have breathing issues? He does not have breathing issues. No heart issues? <laughs> he's going to be fine. No. Gonna be no. Fine. I'm calling it right now. Going to be fine. All right, cool. Because you made a point earlier when we were talking about the COVIDs. And it is it is true in a lot it of these. True. I mean, and a but, lot of these you see, too, with... Um, I noticed a few... It was in 2019. Um there was a lot of on-duty deaths that were heart attacks or died during training, like suffered, like during training, suffered a heart, heart attack and passed away. And like you mentioned earlier, like you can be 300 pounds, but you can't have a beard. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a common thing I'm, I, I'm seeing. And I'm like, I, I am not trim. I, I got a lot to love. Okay. But, the common thing I've seen with most of the COVID line of duty deaths is that there's some weight issues. Yeah. And, and, and they're health. older and most of them are older, like not like in the danger zone for COVID like, like 65 and up, but they're, I'd say fifties and we've had a few young ones. Yeah. There's been a few young ones. Like there are, it's a with anything, there's outliers. Right. Uh, but I would be curious to know if there were any other underlying health right. health issues. But, like, maybe don't hit fast food every day at work. Make that, make that Make that like your Friday thing. Right. Make it your Friday thing. Or, like, if you're in a parking lot, go for a walk. You got all that gear on. It's like, ruck, it's like doing a ruck march. Like, just walk. It's like, it's like walking on steroids. Right. Danny and I, usually at about between 2 and 3 in the morning, we have a big Metra. Metra is our train. Um, yeah. Public transportation train thing. So we'll park in the Metra lot and we'll just walk. I think it's a quarter mile each lap. So we usually do four to six laps. We'll do three in one direction and unscrew ourselves and go the other way. So we, yeah. we're not walking <laughs> in the same circle. Well, that way you're not dizzy. Right. We don't get dizzy. <laughs> but especially when it's nice out, you know, yeah. we do that almost every shift. And then you go home and sleep because I, I was working out after work and it's just so hard. It's getting harder oh, yeah. for me as I get older to yeah. do it. But all right, well let's do the uh memoriam and read off these officers' names this week. Dallas Police Department, Dallas, Texas, Senior Corporal Arnolfo Pargas. September twenty third was his end of watch. He passed from COVID-19, 52 years old, 20 years of service. Corporal Charles Wayne Catron of the Carroll County Sheriff's Office in Virginia. End of watch, September 23rd, from COVID-19 as well. Corporal Catron had 13 years of service, survived by his daughter, two grandchildren, and his mother. He was 52 years old. Senior Deputy Philip Baran Jr. of the Victoria County Sheriff's Office in Texas. 
His end of watch was September 24th, 2021. He died of COVID-19. He served with the Victoria County Sheriff's Office for eight years. He had previously served with the Victoria Police Department for 25 years. Deputy Baran is survived by his wife and three children. He was 54 years old, total of 33 years of service. Police Officer Anthony Christopher Testa of the West Palm Beach Police Department in Florida. End of watch September 25th, 2021 from COVID-19. Officer Testa was a United States Army veteran having served two tours in Afghanistan. He had served with the West Palm Beach Police Department for four years. He is survived by his wife and son, who is 36 years old. Deputy Sheriff Matthew, Matthew Locke of the Hardin County Sheriff's Department in Tennessee. End of watch on the 25th of September from gunfire. Deputy Sheriff Matthew Locke was shot and killed while assisting other officers during a domestic disturbance at a home in the 3000 block of Nance Bend Road in Clifton. An officer from Clifton Police Department and other deputies contacted the subject who was armed with a gun as officers were ordering the man to drop the gun as Deputy Locke approached the home. The man suddenly opened fire, fatally wounding Deputy Locke. The subject fled into a nearby wooded area and was arrested a few hours later by members of the Tennessee Highway Patrol. Deputy Locke was a Tennessee Army National Guard veteran and had served with the Hardin County Sheriff's Department seven years. He is survived by his wife and child. He is 30 years old. Deputy Sheriff Joshua Moyers of the Nassau County Sheriff's Office in Florida. We spoke about him last week. He passed away on September 26th from gunfire. That was the traffic stop near the railroad tracks where he got shot in the face and in the back. The man fled the scene over a railroad crossing. The subject was apprehended five days later. Deputy Moyers served with the Nassau County Sheriff's Office for over six years. He is survived by his fiancée, parents, and brother. He was 29 years old. Corporal Robert Wayne Nicholson of the Clark County Sheriff's Office in Indiana. End of watch, Sunday, September 26, 2021, from COVID-19. Corporal Nicholson had served with the Clark County Sheriff's Office for over five years and had previously served with the Charlestown Police Department for three years. He is survived by his wife and two daughters. He was 35 years old. Police Officer Gregory Lynn Triplett of the Waverly Police Department in Tennessee. End of watch, September 26th, 2021 from COVID-19. Officer Triplett had served with the Waverly Police Department for 26 years. He is survived by his wife and five children. He was 50 years old. Trooper Eric T. Gunderson of the Washington State Patrol in Washington. End of watch, Sunday, September 26, 2021 from COVID-19. 
Trooper Gunderson was the technology liaison in the criminal investigations division and a member of the SWAT team. His pioneering work with unmanned aerial vehicles had been chronicled in media stories across the nation. He had traveled around the country representing the Washington State Patrol for UAV usage to shorten the time of road closures during collision investigations. It is on one of those trips that he contracted COVID. Trooper Gunderson had served with the Washington State Patrol for 15 years. He is survived by his wife and two sons. Patrol Officer Howard K. Smith III of the Owasso Police Department in Oklahoma. End of watch, September 27, 2021, from COVID-19. Officer Smith had served with the Owasso Police Department for 21 years and was an assistant SWAT commander. He had served in law enforcement for 26 years. He is survived by his wife and daughter. He is 52 years old. Sergeant Joshua Wayne Stewart of the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, end of watch Monday, September 27, 2021, cause of death, COVID-19. Sergeant Stewart had served with the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office for 13 years. He is survived by his wife and two children. He was 39 years old. Sergeant Michael Todd Thomas of the Griffin Police Department in Georgia. End of watch, September 28, 2021, from COVID-19. Sergeant Thomas was a United States Air Force veteran. He had served with the Griffin Police Department for 22 years. Sergeant Thomas is survived by his wife and two children. He was 52 years old. Sergeant Logan Davis of the Iron County Sheriff's Office in Missouri. End of watch, Tuesday, September 28, 2021. Cause, COVID-19. Sergeant Davis had served with the Iron County Sheriff's Office for 13 years. He is survived by his wife and daughter. He was 37 years old. Captain James Anthony Sisk of the Culpeper County Sheriff's Office in Virginia. Friday, October 1st, 2021 was his end of watch. He passed away from COVID-19. Captain Sisk had served with the Culpeper County Sheriff's Office for 17 years and was the commander of the patrol division. He had previously served with the Culpeper Police Department and Rappahannock County Sheriff's Office for 10 years. He is survived by his wife and two daughters. He was 50 years old. Sergeant Nick Reisner of the Sheffield Police Department in Alabama. End of watch, October 2nd, 2021. Cause of death, gunfire. Sergeant Nick Reisner succumbed to gunshot wounds sustained the previous day when he was critically wounded during a shootout with an auto theft suspect in Muscle Shoals. The suspect had shot the passenger of a vehicle he was riding in and pushed them out of the vehicle in the 800 block of Avalon Avenue in Muscle Shoals. The man then stole another vehicle and drove into the city of Sheffield. The vehicle was spotted by members of the Sheffield Police Department and pursued back into Muscle Shoals. 
Sergeant Reisner used his patrol car to block the suspect's vehicle after it drove into a Walmart parking lot. The man opened fire on officers wounding Sergeant Reisner and another officer from the Sheffield Police Department. The subject was also wounded in the exchange of gunfire and taken into custody. Sergeant Reisner was airlifted to Huntsville Hospital where he succumbed to his wounds the next day. The second officer was saved by his bullet-resistant vest. Sergeant Reisner was a United States Army Reserve veteran and had served with the Sheffield Police Department for eight years. They do not give his age. And police officer Daryl Adams of the Memphis Police Department in Tennessee, end of watch October 2nd, 2021, he was struck by a vehicle. Police officer Daryl Adams was struck and killed by a tractor trailer on I-40 near North Watkins Street shortly after 11 a.m. He and other officers were investigating a vehicle accident when he was struck and killed. Officer Adams served with the Memphis Police Department for five and a half years. He was 34 years old. Once again, too many, Brandon. Way too many. Way too many. All right. So, I'm not going to do a a hero of the week this week, nor a badass of the week. We will do that on another time. All right. So, let's close out the law enforcement section. Amen. Thank God. Formally. uh, (laughs) Formally close out the law enforcement section. Formally close it out. Even though I don't uh, think we talked much law law enforcement. No, but we did talk about... (laughs) Not being able to do law enforcement well, yeah. because we're broken. Yeah, because we, yeah. we're gimps. We're gimps. So, on to the woodworking. You can't do much. I can't do much. No. I, I, I was I did able have, to joint a bunch of boards. Yes. On my new joiner. Nice. New, new to me. And, and uh, he had a suction problem. Yeah. So, I think I know what the issue is, but I'm, I'm going to have to maybe try covering up that extra port. Yeah, but the hole's only like what a half inch wide. Uh, it, yeah, it's super small, or like I, three quarters I, of an inch yeah. in diameter. But I wonder if maybe that that little hole is just allowing. It could be airflow. Uh, like, yeah, it. just I don't know. Screwing with the suction pressure. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand science all that well. So <laughs> it's science. It's science, and I don't do well with science. All I know is that. All the chips were contained underneath the joiner, and it made it very easy to clean up. So even if I can't fix that's this problem, good. it's not right. a huge problem. So no, I would to, just try, try to stay positive. Your, throw your four-inch hose over the outlet, and maybe they'll just let it all. I come did. Out. Well, I oh. then I got the other like dust chute portion. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So so you I have a Rikon benchtop, right? Yes. So I found it on Facebook. So I always see these like people find all kinds of cool stuff on Facebook Marketplace, like. I got a brand new DeWalt planer and a CNC and a Laguna bandsaw, and the guy only charged me two hundred bucks. And then I want to personally find them and punch <laughs> him in the face. Where so are you going to punch him? In the face. face. Nice. So, I was uh, I was perusing my local yes. Facebook marketplace, and uh, there's some things that like when I have something that in mind that I want, I search specifically for that. 
So this one was jointers. I was going through like jointer, spindle sander, drum sander. Just to see. And I found this this jointer, this Rikon jointer. Spiral head for 150 bucks. The only knock on it was that the guy said on the outfeed table towards the end it it does it is bent slightly so can you grind that down no it would be too much like I, I could try to bend it back into place or i could just not put pressure at the very end of the outfeed table well unfortunately when you feed your piece through the jointer you're just yeah, you to, keep, once you cross the head you're supposed to keep just yeah, the you pressure, keep pressure on the front so basically what i'm doing is as i'm feeding it I'm keeping my yeah. hand basically stationary in one spot on like the entry portion of the outfeed table so that I'm not like going through and then going with that curve down because that defeats the purpose. Yeah. So that's cool though. You got a new toy. And yeah. So I got it. it for like 150 bucks though. And I, I looked online and that particular model like retails for like 600. So I was like, sweet. Finally Giddy found up. a Facebook See? deal. You did it. So. If you good, haven't good found one yet, keep trying. <laughs> Eventually, something well, I might found pop my, up. My Laguna 14BX on Facebook Marketplace, and it was being sold. So this guy had this huge shop. It was an outbuilding. So when I went to go pick up the saw, I wanted to go in the shop, but yeah. he hired someone to sell all his equipment for him. Okay. He didn't want to be there. So he hired well, Joe yeah, Blow. He's attached. Yeah, I guess that might be, and plus he doesn't want to get held held up or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, man, I don't know. So this guy knew nothing reason. about the guy who was there selling it. Had no idea what a Laguna 14 BX bandsaw is, <laughs> but it came with a resaw king blade and rollers on it, wheels on it. So yeah, it was nice. a pretty good deal. He priced it too, I guess. So huh? Um, it was a pretty good deal. What? So you got to do that. You got yeah, to so use your jointer. I got to do that. Um, I'll probably help. Help my wife out a little bit with uh, spraying because she's doing some furniture restoration. Uh, so she's got these nightstands that are all done being painted. All they need now is like a, a clear coat on there. So probably some sort of um, polycrylic or or a spar urethane over the top just to seal it up. Not and they'll be No, it's, I mean, I could use it, but I don't want to. I was just looking for some. Yeah, I have some. Uh, maybe you took it because I can't find the can I had. No, I, I went and bought it. I bought it at Home Depot. Okay. If you'd like to borrow it, you can come over, though. No, you're supposed to come here, remember, before the snow? And we're going to have a week of shop time just building oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll be my hands, room. I'll be your legs. Right, yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> Between the two of us, we can make a whole person. Yeah. Um, maybe we can get Jonathan down here. Yeah. Jonathan back. We can get John back down here. That'd be a good time. Out. That would be a good time. Uh, so I'm going to probably help her out by spraying some finish on there. Um, just because I'm going to need something to do. <laughs> yeah. And you and can spray with your left new, hand. Yeah. And then she has a new, um, a new piece that she's going to try to add to this whole set. So she got two nightstands for like 10 bucks each out of, uh, the Goodwill store. People behind us were having a yard sale, sold a, uh, a nice, well, nice, but old and worn dresser for like five bucks. So five dollars. Five doll hairs. Is it a six drawer dresser? I think so. It, like two by two next to each other, or is it a six it's, drawer? It's tall. individual, six tall, stacked. Okay. Yeah. So, 
You're gonna do like a top one color and then the side, the the rest of it one color. I think she's gonna try to paint it the same as the nightstands. Oh, okay. And then um, the base plate on it is very like '80s, '70s, where it's very swoopy. Yeah. So we're gonna pop that off, and then I'm gonna use my wind bandsaw to go straight across and then have some tapered legs. That way it matches the nightstands and then we're gonna try to sell it as a set. That'd be cool. So maybe you can get like a buck fifty for it. I'm hoping for two. Yeah. Because the nightstands look good, especially when you throw on the the hairpin legs that we got for them. They're they're gonna look real nice. So hopefully we can we can make a little bit of money on that. But it's that was a that's been pretty much it for me. I'm gonna I I need to bust out a laser sign for a buddy of mine. Uh, he's building his wife like a, a shelf for all her nail polishes and he wants like a, a nice like kind of engraved sign to go over the top of it. So I'm going to do that for him. And then um I think I'm going to make a set of coasters and then list those on the Etsy store because those are fairly simple to make and I don't have to use too much of my hand. So that's pretty much all I'm going to have going on, trying to figure out a way to get this first Etsy sale to happen. <laughs> so I hold I on, get I get visits, but nobody's uh, nobody's willing to pull the trigger. So I might run us a, a quick sale on a uh, on my flags because that seems to be the thing that's getting the most views on my on my store. But and then I tried to link. Um, my tumblers in a story yeah. on Instagram. Oh, and it okay. doesn't let me. It doesn't let me put a link anywhere. Like, but wait, wait, before you could do the whole swipe up thing, right? So no, swipe you have up, to, so swipe up is gone, and now you, they can do like links in there. But I don't have that option. I can do like if a you branded have an, partnership. If you have an Etsy shop, maybe you can link it. Well, that's the thing. I there is no option for me to insert a link anywhere. You know the swipe up thing, you had to have like 10,000 followers, some bullshit. Yeah, so I wonder if that's it, if it's just a follower thing, because I don't even have two yet. I think I just crossed like 1,700 like a month ago, so. Congratulations. But, yeah. So I was going to. I don't I know how many of those your, are bots, but. I'm, I'm on your Etsy page now, and I was just going to order my Tumblr. <laughs> I forgot my daughter hasn't uh, made my black and white logo the new one high def mm-hmm. yet she actually i'm sorry her her teacher yesterday facetimed her on the computer and said she told him what she was doing for me yeah and then she showed him the work she's already done and then he said hey let's try this let's do this try this so now they've like redesigned it they haven't showed me yet but she's okay. redesigned the thing that she designed for <laughs> me and she so she said before you before you decide that that's your final one wait till you see what we did and then you can pick. So yeah. I told her I, I want it done before I go back before I go back to work. Cause I want to, I want to rebrand by then, you know, in the next yeah. week or two, but yeah, so she's working. I, so I don't have the high, the image to send you on your Etsy page yet, <laughs> but well, I, that's will why I was thinking about doing, things. trying to fool around with the computer. Cause I have a really old crappy laptop that I got off of uh, a Groupon, And, I was thinking about bringing that with me to work and trying to figure out some sort of design for like a 
more or less a a type of tumbler to sell with one specific thing engraved on it, and then I can just batch yeah. those out as needed. Do something like this: um, coffee me up, or make a saying, yeah. or something. Yeah. So, so that's I mean, that's one other thing I could do. But yeah, I, I think with everything that I offer, there's a, there's a customization element to it. Sure. So I don't I don't know if that's intimidating to folks or not. So I think if I can have no. a, a couple of options where it's like you don't have to think of anything, you just press buy. No, I think you'll once you. It takes a while to start selling stuff on there, and yeah, I, I had two people look at my shop this week and favorite an item, and you know Etsy gives you that option that as soon as someone does that, you can send a coupon. Yeah, I, I don't have that set up because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I just set that up. I because yeah. I, I was fooling with it the night. Uh, before I actually went to the doctor, I was I was messing with Etsy and like really trying to dive into it. Yeah, um, and that I, that's when I set that up. Is like now people who come to my shop and favorite something, they get a ten percent off coupon, and then after they buy something, they get a ten percent off coupon. So I like incentivize them to come back. Yeah, right. And I I need to set that up, but I'm afraid I'm going to get swamped, and I don't have time <laughs> to make this yet. Especially well, since I haven't been in the shop for yeah. a month. So the thing I think I'm going to really kind of focus on for that kind of stuff to really get repeat stuff is tumblers because I can, yeah. I can set a tumbler on there, click go, and then go do other things while that engraves. Right. It's like even, even my my tumbler that I have here, which is like become my new favorite one that has my logo, and then the Boneyard logo on the other side. Like that took a long time to engrave because it was two logos and it was. Like each one takes like forty five minutes. It was like a ninety minute engraving. Okay, but while that's going on, I could be doing other things. Like I, I think you I did can. that. And then I came inside. I was helping kids with homework and went back out to check on it. Or because I'm be supposed to do that with the CNC. I tell yeah. myself every time I'm in the shop that machine should be running. Right? Yeah. Set it up and run it while you're doing something else. I have yet to fulfill that prophecy. <laughs> um, well, like, you got to have something. Look oh, at, I've um, got. Well, look, look at because I, I haven't looked in your Etsy store in a while, but it's primarily flags, right? Flags and bottle or, openers. Okay, flags and bottle openers. Well, what if you added like, like a a tray? Well, I want to do. I have the bowling bit. I want to do trays. I got some oak here. I got some walnut here. You know, I have to. I I have to mill the walnut, but I have yeah. three quarter inch oak that's already ready. So I want to batch out a few trays because you can just put a block of wood on there. I can do. I yeah, haven't done a tray yet. I don't know how to do it yet, so I have to learn. But that's my point. I should or do it. You could buy a file off of Etsy for like a dollar. I can't. Or Andy Bird would send me, you know, one because yeah. he makes a lot of trays. Or Steve yeah. Clyde, you know, these guys have offered. But yeah, but I want to learn it. Yeah, but if you have like something, to, so th- that's kind of the way I do it. Is if I have something to go off of. I can reverse engineer it. Sure. And then I can kind of customize and make it my own. That's what I, I have, did with a lot of the like uh, Tumblr stuff was coming up with like, I didn't know how to set different paths for the laser. Like, hey, this needs to be at 100% power versus this needs to be at like 70% right. or something like that. Or I just want this to be something that I can visualize on the screen when I'm designing something. Well, I have. I have on my phone a running list of things I want to put in my shop. I've got a stack, and I say stack, I mean literally maybe 25 to 30 old license plates that I've, I've had or found or whatever. 
I want to cut them into letters and make words and put them into signs and stuff like that. And then I've got, like, I want to do a Nelson and Murdoch attorneys at law sign engraved. That's, that's mm-hmm. daredevil. If people don't know. Yeah, I get it. Um, no, I know you do, but <laughs> I've got a running list of different signs. I want to make, you know, those six foot welcome signs that people put outside their house. Yeah. We made one. I want, right. I want to do one of those. I mean, I've got stuff to do, but normally when I'm down here, I'm working on orders that I already have. Yeah. So, you know, this week I, I told you during our pre-show that an elf came during yeah, the week. magical. And milled four flags and stained and everything. So now all I have to do is do my glue-ups and my engravings and stuff. And you can do I'm that waiting. On, while you're sitting on your butt. I can. And I'm waiting on one of them is for the power company. I did a retirement flag for someone who retired yeah. a few months ago. They ordered another one for a guy that I actually, another person I actually worked with out of the 25,000 <laughs> people that work for the company. So he's been retired for a while. So it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a thing that needed it by a certain date. So yeah. she said, just when you get to it. So I finally just texted her and I said, listen, I, I had an elf come and start your flag. What exactly do you want engraved Miracle. on it? Miracle. So I've got everything stained and ready to be, I have to individually engrave a couple of the stripes by themselves in the machine. And then after the glue up, it'll engrave the stars and then it'll engrave all the electrical transformers and stuff on it. And then I got one of my friends from my last police department, her husband works in the city where I live, just made commander. Oh, cool. Hope he's not listening to the podcast. Um, So she ordered a flag for him to be ready in the next few weeks. So, yeah, just uh, so-and-so, if you're listening, just, you know, earmuffs. Yeah. Uh, if you so, just made Commander in the city that Mike lives in, earmuff it. Or, like, skip forward. And, and uh, you know, I keep getting other people reach out to me and ask me to make stuff. Um, are we are we done talking about what you're doing in the shop? Yeah, that's all Sorry. I'm doing in the shop, Mike. I know, you, right. you just go. It's it. I know. So I got a couple things going on. One, George Vieira reached out and asked me uh, last month or maybe six weeks ago to do something for his wife. So I don't think she listens to the show, but uh, he sent so me a if, picture of it. If she listens, earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> earmuffs, right. Or skip Tell ahead, like a minute. Right, skip ahead. Actually, so, it's Mike talking, so pro- better make it five. Thank you. <laughs> So George from Nowhere Wood, Nowhere VA Woodworking. Uh, George, as you know, is in our group, our law enforcement group. And uh, they had a, a dog that passed not long ago. So George sent me a picture of the dog. He wants it engraved in like an 8x10, like it would be a, with a wooden frame and everything. It would be a, an engraved picture of his dog. So he sent me files, so I've been working on that. And I spent a couple hours last week when I could just sit here before I could walk around better and imported the picture into the machine and the picture was taken on a sofa. And when you trace it as a bitmap and it makes it a digital picture, the texture of the sofa like invades the picture. Yeah. And so I had to delete a bunch of it and then the picture's old and it's not like crystal clear. So there were uh, problems imaging the face of the dog. I want it to look like the dog, you know? Yeah. So I worked on it for a few hours and then I, I sent George a video yesterday of explaining how it's going and what it looks like. And today he sent me another picture of the dog, not on the couch, that he had. 
So I got that in there. I got that side project. And then I got asked to make some templates for one of my followers at um, Handcrafted Gaming Accessories. He checked in on our live tonight. Uh, he was Yeah, like right as we were getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he sent me a message. He was watching a movie with his wife, and he didn't get a chance to to jump on. Unacceptable. But he does a lot of cool gaming stuff, and he uh, wants me to make some. He wants to make these dice things out of wood himself, but he wants templates for them to be made by me, where I can make them out of like you know quarter inch plywood, like or, MDF or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So he sent me. He did it all in SketchUp, and then he. Oh wow! We we tried that. He. These detailed, these detailed drawings are amazing in SketchUp. He must have spent a long time doing it. Then he sent them to me, but they don't import into my uh. machine because they're not the right file. So I told him. I sent them a Did video. Did you try pushing Control-Alt-Delete? <laughs> no. What the hell is that? Did try it? I don't know. All right. And it solves most problems. Okay. Well, it didn't work for that, and... But so you then, said you didn't try it, so you don't know. <laughs> okay. He sent me one. I can't, I can't show you, but it's a rectangle piece, and it's got carvings out, like three carvings in it. And every single me- measurement in here, there's got to be 9,000 measurements in this one piece because I was going to try and build it in the machine just out of a, just use the tools I yeah. have. It would literally take me probably 40 hours to Jeez. hand design these. So I got that sitting around waiting. I told him. You know, um, I'm not actually in the shop yet. So when I get back after the flags, I get that done. But since we're talking about George Vieira, as you know, George sent a post to our group. And I thought it was one of the most amazing things I've ever, one of the most amazing things I've heard in a long time. And it was a very, to me, uplifting story. So I asked George if I could share it with our listeners and he said yes. Actually, you told me yes because I hadn't checked back in the Instagram and said, "Yeah, George said you could share that." He also said yes in the in the live. Yes, right. After that, so I'm going to read the story that George told us today. And it's amazing how things work with our job and life. So, so this is all from George. Back in January. His son, who was 14 months old at the time, had his first seizure. George and his son were home together. On a Sunday, he just made lunch for the two, and he sat down. He gave him his lunch, his food, and he turned to take a bite of his sandwich, and he heard a rattling noise, and he looked at his son, and he was slumped over in his high chair, and he was having a full seizure. And then he started to choke on his food. So I'm going to read verbatim now. So I ripped him out of his chair took a shit ton of back slaps and three finger swipes and I got him breathing again. His lips had turned purple and his eyes went to the back of his head. Needless to say, he was transported to the hospital. We got there. He was checking out fine. They were thinking they would be discharged within that day. His wife, who also works at the same hospital, was outside in the waiting room because at the time, two parents couldn't be in the same waiting room because of COVID. So they switched out. She went in. He came out so she could have time with the son. Shortly after switching out, the son had a second seizure. The last image that George had of him 
was of the wife closing the door to the room and his son was unresponsive, actively seizing, and his heart rate was at 70. And the medical staff was opening up an intubation box. His son recovered and did not need to be intubated. However, George wound up in the fetal position, crying like a baby. A sergeant at the university police department that he used to work with, and a dear friend, according to George, who is a five-foot-nothing Korean woman, literally jerked him up by his collar, stood nose-to-nose with him, and went full drill instructor on him and got his head out of his ass. He said he got me, she got me calmed down and refocused so I could be there for his family. His son got stable, and he got to go outside to get some fresh air and call the family and update everybody. On, here's what he says, on my way out the door, a black man who works for the hospital stopped me. All I remember about him is his voice and that his hospital ID was on a gay pride lanyard. This man, who I have never met, stops me, sits me down, holds my hand, and prays with me. George continues, fast forward to this morning, I get called to assist rescue with a cardiac arrest on an 84-year-old woman who unfortunately dies. So her family shows up, and it took me a second to recognize her son, but it was the same guy who prayed with me that day at the hospital over my son. I was able to get a moment to ask him if he remembered me, and he did. So we had a moment together this morning and hugged and cried. And his name is George as well, as is my son. And his mom has the same birthday as my son. (laughs) I was crying the first time I read that. I I was speechless. I still am. Hearing the story again, still speechless. I, I got goosebumps. You know... This isn't woodworking, but he's in our community, right? And these are the friendships that we've yeah we've um, made, and through to, you know woodworking, right? <laughs> because of woodworking, we've become friends with so many other people, and he is also a police officer. And you saw the comments in there—the fate of that way back then in January—that stuff that happened with his son. And meeting that guy outside. To then be the one that shows up when his mom passes. Right. Yeah. And then uh, it's just amazing. It's hard to fathom. And his name's George. And his mom's birthday is on his son's George's birthday. It's all, it's such a great uplifting story. I wanted to end on that note, right? Yeah, it's all... It comes together like that. So that's how I wanted to end the, the podcast today on such an uplifting story because we had some tragedy, as we always do in our field. And uh, unfortunately for you and I, we don't have a lot going on in the shop because we can't really be in the shop. So I wanted to have another person from our woodworking community that shared a story with us, and I wanted to share that with everybody else. So I hope everyone enjoyed that story. And prayers for George and his family. His son is doing well. And I believe he said he hasn't had any seizures since, right? A seizure since. Yeah, he's on Good. medication. And so, uh, great story, man. George, thanks a lot for letting us share that with everybody. 
it's uh, very much appreciated. Oh, one other note. Is this housekeeping? Guess what? I, no, no, it's housekeeping. Okay. It's not, it's not oh, housekeeping. Oh, this is just a note. Okay, what's the note? I got another affiliate program. Motherfucker. <laughs> I even went and set up a goddamn email. Good. I was going to ask you if you did your homework. I did. Fullhousewoodworking at gmail.com. See, yeah. Now Good. you can even see it on my, on my awesome. Instagram profile. There's an option to email me. Well, this um, I haven't received any emails. You will. Give it time, man. I reached out to them because it's Basecamp. Basecamp masks. I filmed. Oh, so I said there was an elf in my shop doing all the woodwork. Mm-hmm. I put the mask on. I you mean the elf put the mask on. The elf put the mask on. He cut wood at the miter station. He sanded all the wood at the sanding station. He ran all the wood through the table saw while wearing the base camp mask, and not one grain of dust got in his lungs. And then he filmed it and sent it to them because he can't. He won't let me post it yet until I'm like back. And uh, so I sent them the video, and then I asked them, "Hey, I asked them since I'm doing this for you." Do you have an affiliate program? And they said, yes. Fill out this blah, 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 this link, and welcome to the Basecamp family. So I will have links to Basecamp and Deco in my profile for discount codes for each product. So that was fun. And when I got it, I looked at Kim and I said, oh, I got to tell Brandon this. <laughs> Brandon just pushed his mic away from his, his mouth. I uh, just wanted on record, between the two of us, I'm the one that discovered Basecamp. Uh, I've been using Basecamp for over a year. Uh, yes. They discovered me, though. So Fuck. Because I had an email attached Good. to my profile. You know, you know what? So now you'll get this. I'm now. happy for you. Good for you. Thank you. I almost felt guilty saying yes. <laughs> I looked. Kim goes, what's so funny? I go, I have to tell Brandon that I got another affiliate program. <laughs> Not just any affiliate program, but like... One that you use. One that I use and have used. You know what my next thing is? I swear to God. I'm going to wear... When I wear my my Rock Rooster boots and those orange grippy gloves that I got for free from them too. What the hell is that? You know those orange gloves that yeah, everyone's yeah, I know. wearing now? Yeah, yeah they sent me some too and I had to take pictures with them. I'm going to reach out to them and Rock Rooster and see if they have an affiliate program. Why not? Yeah, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> all I can say well. is, no, we don't need you in your little yeah. account. So, that's all I got, homie. We have no question of the week. We actually I had a question. I thought we had a question. We, we have a semi serious oh, yeah, question. Want, you wanted to answer it. Where's so, the question? Where's, where's the, the question, question, Mike? All right. Joey Gonzalez uh, at Joey Is, is it an audio one? or No, it's, he sent me a message on our. Just direct message. Oh, okay. You know Joey. He's joined us on our Instagram lives a couple of times. He's got that. He's in Texas and has a shop as big as my house or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's huge. So Joey asked, Actually, the property hey, Mike. The taxes are killing him. Yeah. Can you edit the podcast louder? So that's the question we have. And I responded. Well, one, can him. you? Actually, he sent me a voice memo on my messages, but I don't know how to save okay. that. What, what I was doing was the industry in the podcast world for decibel level is negative 16 decibels. You should be at negative 16 decibels according to all the experts 
on your podcast. So I, the first like 10, I don't know, I kept them at negative 16. We would peak a little bit above that. Well, but yeah. now sometimes we get excited. Yeah. But now I, I bump it up. So I'm trying to make it like just below the red line. So we're louder. I don't want to be distorted. Yeah. But what I'll do is I'll mix the episode. I'll, I'll save it to my phone. I'll run out to my car in the garage with the garage door shut. I'll push play through the Bluetooth because if I have to turn my stereo up more than a third of the way, it's not loud enough on the file. Okay. That's how, because I listen to other podcasts. And yeah, so do I. And my, like, when I listen to podcasts, I, or listen to just about anything through, like, my Bluetooth in my car, I have to turn it up louder than what I would normally listen, right? Like, to a regular radio station at. Right. For whatever reason, if it's compressed or whatever, I don't know. So that's yeah. how I first judge it to make sure it's loud enough. I won't release it until I've done the car test. And usually I listen to them, you know, at work in the squad, too, when I'm actually working. I'll play the podcast before it comes out in the squad to make sure I can hear it that way, too. So uh, it is now I'll, I'll bump it up while I'm doing it in Logic Pro, and then I send it to Audacity, and I bump it up even a little bit more, and then I convert it to an MP3. So I am making it on purpose a little bit louder, Joey. So you, you shouldn't. As you move on in the uh, episodes, it should, they should become louder. I, but Brandon I have had an a idea. possible solution. Um, uh, what would that be, Brandon? You could turn the volume up. <laughs> Maybe he has. Sim- simple so, solution. He just might turn, also just have turn like the volume up just a little, just a little bit. Nineteen machines running in his shop at the same time, so we don't know, right? Well, right, we don't know. Turn, I don't know. He has a lot of stuff going on. He's got that huge ass shop. Yeah, he just you get better headphones. He's listening on, on headphones. He can get some Raycon headphones. I love mine. Not Raycon? sponsored. Yeah, Raycon. I've got Isotunes, uh, two sets of Isotunes. I, yeah, I have Isotunes as well. They're great. They're great yeah. for in the shop. I like Raycons for just like out and about because they're super, like just little earbuds you can throw in there. In fact, I usually wear them during um, during our live. Okay. And I tried doing can't that. can't even notice them, huh? No, they're great. I love them. They're fantastic. Uh yeah, I think they're like sixty-five bucks for, like, and I think they're better than Beats. I have Beats. I have the okay. Raycon. I, like, I used to be a big like um, headphone junkie, to where I had like Beats. I had like Skull Candies. Oh, okay. And then I came yeah. across I came across the the Raycon ones, and holy crap, dude, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than both of those, and they're cheaper than either one of them. Let's check them out. Yeah, owned by. Do Ray you J. have? Do you so have a woodworking use... shout out? I don't. I have nobody. All right. I mean, I, I can shout a... out my usual people. Like, they're... I still talk to them. And they're still awesome and helpful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say thank you and give a shout out to AJ Camarato. I don't know AJ. I just started following him this week. He makes amazing wavy flags. Uh, some Ooh. of the stuff he does, it's, like, unbelievable. Uh, crazy flags, man. Just absolutely beautiful i but, don't even know where to start with like the wavy flags and then like the oh my the draped God. ones i don't even know how to even start right. figuring that shit out the way i came across him was he had posted in his stories that he was listening to our podcast i and saw I that i say, haven't had a chance to fully check his stuff yeah, out but i wanted to say like thanks a lot people. to aj yeah for following the podcast giving us a shout out for listening just to the podcast listening to the podcast 
and his work's amazing. So check out his page, man. Uh, he is at Crafted INNJ. Crafted Inj. Maybe Crafted in, in New Jersey. In New Jersey. That's crafted what NJ stands for, Mike. I know. In NJ. Yeah, in New Jersey. In in I N and then not, the letter N not J. In MJ, which would be Mary Jane. Oh, I thought mm. I was gonna go with Michael. Whenever I hear MJ, I think Michael Jordan. I'm thinking Spider Man comic books, Mary Jane. I, I get that. Yeah, no, I know. You're I grew up following in Michael Jordan, so I should think of MJ as the first. You didn't one grow up following Michael Jordan. You were grown up following Michael Jordan. We're, he's like I grew up following Michael Jordan. His birthday's one year I think he's one year older than me. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You I, didn't grow up following him. I did. No, I grew up <laughs> following him through at North Carolina and you didn't, growing you didn't up in the, my twenties. You didn't follow him when he was in North Carolina. You didn't know who he was until he won a national Tar Heels baby. Sam Perkins. I have the Sports Illustrated cover with him and Sam Perkins on the cover. Nice. I have the Sports Illustrated with him. I paid two hundred dollars for that issue. I've got all Jordan covers from Sports Illustrated. Oh, okay. I, I see if you're doing that. But yeah. Like just that one-off would be a, a No, I've got for, all for a one-off. Fif- 53 covers or whatever they are. Oh, wow. You got them framed? Put a, no, they're put away they're just in plastic. Thrown away in a drawer. In a, yeah. I was going to... Th- I've, I've been a subscriber. I was a subscriber to Sports Illustrated from like 1980... Two. Up, I finally got rid of my subscription maybe five years ago because I have every fucking episode or issue in my house <laughs> in a box. Where do you put all that shit? So I'm like, you know what? Uh, eventually, I you gra- put it in the trash. Well, I grabbed a random box, right, or sealed case that I have them in. I'm like, okay, I'm for gonna, that long, I'm gonna you get need several. I'm gonna get rid of these, you know. <laughs> so I pull it out and I open it up. First one, it's like one of Tom Brady's first Super Bowls. I'm like, fuck, I can't get I rid of that. Keep this inside. one. Brett Favre. I can't remember that one. I can't, gotta, gotta keep, keep this one. one. I know that's what I'm put, doing. They don't put scrubs on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like you got to do some stuff. I know. So I've, I've got all these, and I thought I'll go to the. We sell your, we sell your stuff on Etsy store where you can't actually buy something in the store, like in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, and I'll have someone do it for me. Yeah, someone do it for you. Okay, but I'll sell it for you. You want to come and get all these boxes? Hey, when you're here. No, you got to ship it. Um, no. <laughs> it <would cost> me, <laughs> I would never make. I looked up some of the issues, you know. Uh, I'll never get rid of the Jordan ones, so I won't be selling full. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you there. Like, the Jordan ones, the Brady ones. Blackhawks, Jordan, the Bulls. Uh, I can understand the Blackhawks one because you have the emotional attachment to the Blackhawks. White Sox World Series, you know. That one all I that. also get. Yeah, the Cubs World Series, that kind of stuff. I'm gonna that keep the one Chicago I would one. just keep, period. Like, Just as a baseball fan, I'd keep that one. So I got a bunch of cool stuff. When I die, my poor kids are going to just throw everything in the garbage. Yeah. Dad's 35-piece drums right up, out in the something garbage. like, hey, right. don't throw this shit away. Like, right. This is worth this money. This might be worth money. Look it up before you throw it out. That way you can at <sighs> least be like, hey, I tried. Right. Hey, if you're watching right. on YouTube... Yes. Like and subscribe. Oh, I thought and you were going to What? I was going to say, what channel? <laughs> no, no, our channel. Dumb Dumb. Ours. <laughs> dumb Dumb. It's almost 11 o'clock here. I know. You I got to go. And you wanted to, to go quick because you're Tai Tai. Yeah, because I'm not up at night anymore. Yeah, because you're talking about all the freaking... You go off on this tangent about the Sports Illustrated covers you have. So if Who you're watching on that? YouTube, like the video, 
subscribe to the channel, ring the little notification bell so you can get notified whenever we put out our our pre-show lives and and the actual episodes. And it helps us out. And maybe tell somebody about it. Tell and, a friend. Don't keep right, it all to yourself. Friend. Don't be selfish. Don't be let sh- them know. Selfish. Shellfish. Shellfish. I don't like shellfish. I, I hate shellfish shrimp right now. Really? You don't like like crab, lobster, I don't, shrimp? I don't eat any seafood. I do. Of course, I'm close to the sea. Don't forget, we are the number one rated American English-speaking law enforcement and woodworking podcast in Russia. In Soviet Russia, podcast listen to listen you. Listen to you. Stay safe in the shop and on the streets. We're out. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>